Hey guys, welcome to another uh, not episode of the Bagna Boardcast. Uh, this is not episode what three fifty six, three fifty four, three fifty four. I'm getting ahead of myself, and I it am happens. I am Paul, a host and of the not episodes. But I'm, I'm Chris, friends. and I'm usually not on the not episodes because I'm not here, which is why we do the not episodes. But the, this week, John isn't here. But yeah, uh, John's the one that dropped the ball, not Chris. Did. We would be recording three in three ways, right, Chris? If John normally, here. normally we come at you in three ways with the Week in Geek, the top nerd stories of the past week. Mm-hmm. And we followed up with the list, which would be a, the comic books we were looking forward to that would be coming out this week. Uh, and then we would follow that up, how, Chris, the third? Uh, with a rotating main topic that we have every week. Uh, it's always something different. In our Sometimes. actual... 356, 354. We'll be reviewing. Uh, I know, 354. Should remember that. We just talked yeah. about it. We'll be reviewing uh, Earth One, Teen Titans, Volume Two. That is correct. That's what we'll be doing on the next full episode. But for now, uh, we're just going to hang out and we're just going to talk like friends do. We've been doing it for almost a full hour, just you and me. Oh, and then geez. we're like, wow, we that's right, we have. We should hit uh, record. Goes goes by fast when you're. Uh, Having fun with your buds. Mm-hmm. And also uh, drinking. That helps, too. It does help, too. So we're going to just kind of talk talk wax poetic about uh, Halloween, uh, what, we're, what we do every year or what we like to do to put ourselves in that Halloween mind frame, holiday spirit. Uh, but first, we want to talk about the beer we've been drinking. Yeah, and yours is a lot more interesting than mine, so I don't know if you should go first or if I should go first. Oh, you should go first. You should always go first. You're like okay. Isla Run. <laughs> well, uh, my beer is actually one of my old favorites, and this is from Nuhan Brewing Company, and this is their Dragon's Milk. It's a bourbon barrel aged stout, and this is something that they brew and bottle and have available year-round, so it's not like a limited release or anything. Um I'm just excited that I have this beer because I bought it down here in Florida. This this is something that we talked about before on the show, but they've expanded out their distribution footprint, so now I I can get Nuhan beers down here. Uh, I didn't see anything else at my beer store besides this one, but, I mean, this is the moneymaker beer. Uh, it was a four-pack for $14. I don't mind paying that price at all because this is one of my top favorite beers. Uh, it's got just a great bourbon flavor to it. It's Still nice and drinkable, despite the fact that it's, I don't know how much ABV, I can't find it on the bottle here. But yeah, it's one of my favorite beers. It does sound good, and I am jealous, but I won't be jealous for long, because I know it's somewhere here in Buffalo, I just need to go and get it. Just gotta, just gotta go to the store and get it. Yeah. And now you buy all of your beer in Buffalo, correct? No, well, that's usually the case, but uh, work had me down... Uh, Doing a little uh, day trip, doing some work down in Erie, PA, which is not the home of Voodoo Brewing, but it's one of their satellite locations. And uh, let me tell you, Erie, PA, a strangely kind of cool, seeming, uh, just by the 10 minutes I walked around uh, downtown Erie, PA, in the middle of an afternoon on a Tuesday. Seems like a kind of cool, hip college town. <laughs> like, I'm like, all right, seems nice. Look at this! We got a brewery right here next, and it's like in the same like, like blo- on the same block as like the radio station is for Erie, PA. So like you walk by and there's like a person at uh, 102.5 the Star 
you know, radio, like, with their big headphones on, looking like we're recording a podcast. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm assuming playing songs from the classic hits, smooth classic hits from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Probably. Probably. Probably do all kinds of things like that. I don't listen to the radio anymore, so I don't know. Yeah. But, the, yeah, they share, and the uh, garage doors were open for Voodoo Brewery down there in Erie. Uh, so you could just walk, like, suddenly you were inside because you're like, oh, this is a big gap. What is, oh, I'm inside. This nice brewery. And I'm the only person here because it's 3 o'clock on a Tuesday. But that was good because I was only there to pick up beer to bring home. Uh, and I picked up an HTP from Voodoo Brewery. 16 point, 16 ounces, 8 ABV. And I told you everything that's on the can. That's it. Because <laughs> it's written in Sharpie. And this, and this was actually a really cool story, so. And I will get to it. Uh, this is a really nice beer, too. Like, on first sip, it was big pineapple and orange juicy, uh, flavors. It's, uh, it's their double American style IPA. I don't know. I guess it's, I guess it's a double IPA at 8.6. But uh, this has just got that big mouthfeel, and it's, as you can tell, since I ramble a lot, it's got me going because I'm down to my last sips. But uh, originally, HTP stood for Hail to the Pit, or Hail to Pit, which was their big send-off because in, because uh, Meadsville, PA is right near, I guess, the location for Pittsburgh, or uh, uni- University, what is it, Pitt? It's called Pitt. Like, everybody calls it Pitt. It's the home of the Pitney Lions. That's the college or university there. Um, Erie, PA has a, like, a secondary location for, for the Pitney Lions there. And the label was all printed up. They had it all approved by the, the Board of Governors of the school, apparently, and everything. The label was all approved. It had the, the, uh, the school, like, I guess Skyline in the background, the Pitney Lion logo on it. You know that logo. It's not the Thundercats because it's blue, but it kind of reminds you of the Thundercats if you're <laughs> like me. Uh, but it has a blue ba- blue circle. And uh, then all of a sudden, they, they had it all printed out. They were all labeled up. Two days into selling these cans, uh, they got a call. Their lawyers got a call at Voodoo Brewery to cease and desist all distribution and they're like oh okay we'll stop all distribution of hail to pit and uh so they tore off all their labels and then just went with sharpie on all the naked cans and wrote htp and uh start kept on selling it because you know what it's already there like what are they going to do open up the cans and drain it no no i might as well that's a quick fix yeah and it's a delicious (coughs) fix and I feel kind of baller, like I'm the only I'm I'm having the first run of it or something, you know, because it's just in a naked can with Sharpie. It's, it's, it's kind of a uh, it feels very underground, you know, to be drinking this. Uh, that that sounds cool. Um, I haven't had too much from Voodoo Brewery, just a couple beers that I was able to sample when you went down there before mm-hmm. and got them for the show. But just looking over their like their beer list. Uh, there's some decent-looking stuff on here, and they have a beer called I'm a Loner Dottie, a Rebel, uh, which actually has the art, like artwork inspired by the Get Up Kids oh, album okay. on it. And I kind of want to try that beer, but it looks like it's something they've only brewed once, and it was a uh, 
American Double IPA. Uh, so that's something I would definitely try to uh, check out again. John and I, we love their. We fell in love with Voodoo for their barrel barrel room collection, which is their stouts, and uh, I guess their one triple that they would barrel age for over a year and then release it. Um, Man Bear Pig we had on the show. We've talked about Big Black Voodoo Daddy. So, yeah, that one's good. The Papa Van Winkle uh, barrel age. Like, we've loved those beers. And I thought maybe that they could only do the dark stuff. But, uh, you know, I was down there and I saw that they had some 16-ounce cans of IPAs. And I'm like, you know what? I'll give them a shot. If they're not great, it'll be an interesting story for the show. But, man, they hit it out of the park. Like... Chris, when you were up and we had those uh, cans from, I don't know, it was that bunny? Uh, Trillium. Trillium. Were, they, were those Trillium? Wow. Uh, the cro- Congressional Street, or Congress Street? Like the, yeah, like yeah. Big Sprang. Big Sprang. Yeah, that yeah. was it. I was like, you know what, those aren't as good. But this HTP, ooh, I put it up with some of the single cuts. Wow. And I've really enjoyed it, uh, most of the single cuts. I would put HTP right in that same vein. Yeah, because I mean, I liked a lot of the ones that we had that were the the barrel aged ones. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember what they were all called now because there was one that I did and that was like the apple brandy or something. But yeah, that was their Grand Mat and apple brandy barrels. Yeah, but no, I uh, I would definitely check them out. I mean, if it's not that bad of a drive from. Buffalo. It sounds like that's somewhere you'd probably be visiting a little bit more then. Yeah, it's a hour and thirty five minutes away. Hmm. Via Not too bad. Google Maps, and and uh, but yeah, they also produce a and we'll spoilers for episode uh, unless John shows up with his dick wagon again like he normally does uh, with his beer that is like it was canned yesterday, Paul. We have to drink it now, otherwise it explodes. It's uh, his stuff. We'll be drinking more of Voodoo Brewery on the actual full episode of episode 354, uh, including a guy, Canadian-style IPA. Oh, uh, I get uh, it. And apparently this is a, a rotating series that they do for uh, the Canadian. I'm drinking it now. It's in my hand because I finished HTP, and I can't wait to try <laughs> this one. Yeah, I'm on my second Dragon's Milk of the Day, so I'm, I'm just trying to go go slow with it. We're going to be talking about all the Halloween stuff. I know, and to get into it, that's one of my favorite things to do when it comes to Halloween time, is drink all those delicious seasonal beers. I've made no effort of hiding it. I love stuff that's pumpkin-flavored. Pumpkin beers are my favorite. I've already had some Warlock and some Pumpkin this year. At my beer store, they have the the rum barrel-aged Pumpkin. Like They're not calling it Rum King anymore. Uh, I look forward to grabbing some of that, but uh, last week on the show, I had uh, Gourds Gone Wild from Tampa Bay Brewing Company. It's it's delicious. Uh, being down in Florida, we just started to get our autumn weather now. It's was down in the high 70s today. Uh, yesterday, it was in about like the 60s and 70s, so it's actually a comfortable temperature outside. Put on a hoodie. It's cold out. Uh, today, I actually did wear a hoodie to work, and it was nice. felt nice to wear layers again. Uh, but just earlier on this week, uh, we didn't have a show last week because uh, John and super friend of the show, Caitlin, his wife, they came down for my birthday, uh, along with other super friend of the show, Janet. 
and we we hung out. We went to Disney World and did stuff. But it was so hot and humid every single one of those days. I was just a sweaty, gross, disgusting mess. And then yesterday, it's like just someone forgot to flip the switch, and we finally started to get fall. Uh, But it still doesn't really feel like fall. The leaves don't change any kind of color. Halloween's not so much of a thing down here. Like, yeah, people will still dress up and they go to Halloween parties, but I really miss having all that northeastern Halloween-y goodness, like apple picking, hay rides, just like the local regional haunted houses that you can go to. Wait, you guys don't have hay down there? There's there's no hay rides here. That's not a thing. Corn mazes? Oh, no corn. Nope. So there's no mazes? That you, there's no, no, there's... They do Halloween stuff at the theme parks around here just to celebrate. They'll do haunted houses and stuff there, but yeah, it's it's a whole different experience. So pumpkin beers, it's one of my my favorite things about the season. Voodoo Brewery has a uh, pumpkin beer. It's called Caution. Contains real pumpkin. <laughs> so I'm excited to try it because, like I said, like uh, John and I talked about, was it last episode with the uh, cold pressed pumpkin? Yeah. It, it tastes more like yam than pumpkin. You know, it tastes like a sweet potato. Yeah. So I'm ex- I'm excited to try something that has even the words in it. Caution contains real pumpkin. I'm, I'm excited to try it. Uh, what about you? Me, uh, one of the things to, to uh, get ready for Halloween is loading up on junk food. You know, I get I am I still shop as if I actually get trick or treaters. So I make sure I go out there and get myself some candy bars because I know I'm going to embezzle them. Uh, so I got myself an 18 pack of full size candy bars. You know, I uh, got some. Uh, animal crackers, and I got some, you know, this stupid uh, packs of, you know, like uh, Nalan, the pa- small pack that comes with Nalan laters, uh, the Mike and Ike's, you know, that kind of stuff, that pack of the fruity mm-hmm. candy, but, you know, not the great stuff, but still enjoyable. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm a fan of Mike and Ike's and Nalan laters, so I'll, I'll pick that yeah. up. Yeah, so, so you'll eat them. Yeah. That's basically all you need to think about when you shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Will I eat it? Yep. And also uh, some French bread pizzas. Easy, microwavable. For whatever reason, Halloween, uh, I like to just eat some like really quick pizza, like not good pizza. And, like don't we? Li- I live in Buffalo, so I can get good pizza anytime I want. But for whatever reason, I just want frozen like bad pizza on Halloween because it's quick, it's easy, you can hurry up, eat it, get into your costume, and be ready for trick-or-treaters or whatever else might happen during the night. So that's what I do. I, I stock my pantry and my fridge full of crappy, and also super the super pretzels, because you're in the frozen food aisle anyways, <laughs> and they're delicious, and they take five minutes in a toaster oven. And there's no reason to deny yourself that pleasure. It's a no. Those fun. are delicious. And that's a fall thing, right? Like this hot, soft baked pretzels. It feels folly. I, I guess I don't know. I don't, all the hot pretzels I get are from Disney, and they have them year round. So I don't know. But they're shaped like Mickey, and you would eat Mickey Mouse. Well, not not all of them. Like a lot of them are still just regular pretzel shaped. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Stacy does bring out just a regular pretzel when she goes. And she says pretzels und beer. There you go. If that show ever goes away, I'll be really sad. <laughs> I, I don't think it will. Of course, we're talking about the uh, Disney must-dos that they play on the resort TV, and people like myself and Paul are obsessed with And you can actually watch them all on YouTube. They're, they're fun watches if you're preparing to take a vacation. Or you just have uh, friends that are taking a vacation <laughs> without you, so you just sit there and you go the, and you're in the frozen food aisle picking up your stuff for Halloween, and you notice that hey, Eggo Waffles makes Mickey Mouse shaped waffles. I'll buy a pack and I'll sit home and eat my Mickey sh- Mickey shaped waffles while watching Stacy, and be like, this is just as good as being there. That's okay. This is good. Sometimes, sometimes the reason for the season is just to sit around and watch stuff that's. Reminds you of uh, Better Times or Halloween. Wow, what a segue. Yeah. You turned that, that around. You that did was that. a segue. Segue for the masses. Uh, but what's something that you watch every single Halloween? What's part of your annual young, tradition? Uh, young Frankenstein. The Mel oh. Brooks classic, black and white. When I was a kid, I thought it was shot in black and white because that it was that old of a movie. You know, because I'm like, you know, you're a kid. You don't have a concept of time. That makes sense. You have no idea when it was shot. I still don't know. I'm guessing the early, the late 70s, early 80s it was made. I don't know. Sounds about right. Gene Wilder's in it. And he's awesome. 1974. 1970. Ooh, early 70s. When was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory even earlier than that? Oh, my goodness. Um... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, not the 2005 one, the real one. The Willy Wonka. In the 1971. 19, ooh, even earlier. But Young Frankenstein, the first time I watched it, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> like, you know, I was a young kid, and my parents got it because they're like, oh, it's it's won, like, Emmy Awards and all that, or uh, Oscars. It was an Oscar-nominated. It's supposed to be really funny. And it's... It's humor is that Mel Brooks humor, where it's yeah. puns and subtle, and then also over the top and in your face with a hell blucher, you know, like just zany. Uh, I, I just enjoy it though. It's not. I never find myself really laughing out loud at it. I just find myself just smirking all the way through and just enjoying it. You know, the whole putting on the roof scene, you know, putting on the rich scene. I just, it just makes me smile. And uh, I always enjoy watching that on Halloween. No, I I feel the same way about my pick. Uh, and this is 1993's Hocus Pocus. Uh, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, directed by Kenny Ortega, who did the high school musical movies. So there's a through line there because I love the goddamn high school musical movies. You're a damn wildcat, aren't you? I am. Uh, But I don't know, there's just something about this movie. The first time I saw it wasn't in theaters, it was actually on VHS at Halloween time. Uh, So I'm not sure when the movie originally came out versus when it came out on VHS, so I don't know if I saw it like a year afterwards. But for me, this is one of those things that I've watched it every single year, multiple times. And it's just a fun movie. Uh, it's great. It's got some killer songs in it. It's got a black cat. Uh, Named what's Binks. What's not to like? Named Binks. If, if I ever got another black cat, I'd probably name it Binks. Hmm. Hey, it, there's just 
it was released about July sixteenth, nineteen ninety-three. July. It's a little early. Okay, so they might have put it out early, and so it would be on VHS for Halloween. Well, nineteen ninety-three. That was when Disney was being really stingy with their DVD releases, right? Like, that's were they still in that the stupid plastic cases? Yeah. Back in '93, yeah, and he would get like maybe one Disney movie a year out on, or on uh, VHS. So I don't know, man. Uh, July seems like it; they wouldn't have released it quite that quickly. But wait, when did they release? When did they launch Dis- the Disney Channel? Was that uh, '86? Well, it's like '89 or '90. No, it was. So maybe, maybe they were like, "Oh, we'll release it in the summer, and then by we can do the first showing on our Disney Channel, like our our cable channel uh, near Halloween." No, I really enjoy. Uh, okay, okay, so okay, so I must have seen it the year after because I'm just doing some quick research here, and it was released on VHS September 9th, nineteen ninety four. Okay. Oh man, over almost eighteen months later. Yeah. See how stingy they were. Uh, but in the late to mid nineties, the film was rebroadcast annually on ABC and Disney Channel before switching over to ABC Family's Thirteen Nights of Halloween lineup in the two thousands. I remember. I think I saw it the first time because my little sister watched it on like ABC Family or something like that, and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty damn good. No, it's. It's just a fun movie, and it's one of those ones that you don't have to be completely enveloped in it to still know what's going on. Like, it's really easy to pick up on. I feel like even if you haven't watched it before, uh, it's it's great. It's one of my one of my traditions. Three kids with one cat are being chased by two witches and a zombie. Three, well, three witches. Did I say what did I say? You said two. Oh, three witches and a zombie. I don't care Count Sarah Jessica Parker is really chasing anybody. She's just kind of there, aloof, hitting on people. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So, it's been, I found her really attractive. Yeah, it's the only time she's ever looked good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I can say that. I actually, wa- I watched it the other night when uh, John and Caitlin were here. And that was, that was one of the points. I was like, yeah, this is the only time I've ever really found her attractive. And still do to this day. 1993, Sarah Jessica Parker got it going on. That's that's when you pluck her out of the time stream and like save <laughs> yeah. her. That's yep. the only time. Uh, yeah, this is a fun movie to get underneath like a big comforter or a, a quilt and just sit down and watch it with friends. I watch it. With, I just watched it with Kate not too long ago, like maybe a week and a week and a half ago, uh, on a Monday fun day, just to get us into the holiday spirit. It's you know Kate likes repeating. Dead man's toe, dead man's toe. Dead man's toe, dead man's toe. For whatever reason, it's, that that it's is a great line. line. That line really hits home for her. Uh, I mean, not to to bring the party down, but it was just announced recently that they're going to work on doing a remake mm-hmm. for the Disney Channel. Not not a sequel, a but remake. a remake. So people are kind of like, eh, why mess with a good thing? Because. It sells for $4 every year at Target, Walmart, and every other big box retailer. So they're like... Yeah, but why Why do like a... Well, I'm not going to say it's a crappy version, because, you know, it has the 
even been started yet, but why do a remake when you could just tap into it? Because they've talked to everybody else that was involved with it, and everyone's like, yeah, well, I would totally do a sequel. Well, maybe they're afraid that a sequel... See, I think they, I think there is enough buzz and enough love to, for a sequel to work. But if they're doing it just for the Disney Channel, like a straight, straight to well, a High School Musical version, like a straight to cable, yeah, straight to released on DVD kind of, kind of thing later. Yeah, like uh, there, there was some pretty good, decent uh, straight to Disney Channel movies. I, I'm, I'm looking at you. Uh, what was the one about the girl that was up on the space station? Xenon. Uh, Xenon. Uh, I'm looking at you, the kid that's dad was a leprechaun, or, or was luck the, of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. That was a pretty decent one. Uh, <laughs> and also the kid that was a snow, that was a surfer, that then had to move to Colorado and then learn how to snowboard. That's not Brink, is it? No, that wasn't Brink, but it was close. I think it came out because of Brink, but something like that. Those were all decent. Those were all fun. They were yeah. they were good, and they wanted to do a remake. Disney had this weird, like, they, uh, I'm going to give it to the expert here, Mr. Disney, Chris. You live there. You live. You breathe Orlando. You live You live Disney. But it seemed like they had the whole thing about locking away things in the vault for 70 years because they're like, oh, in 70 years there will be new 70-year-olds and younger to watch mm-hmm. these movies. So doing a remake might be that same, same kind of cashing in. And they, I think they're kind of realizing that kind of cashing in with remakes with uh, Maleficent, Cinderella, and then the Cash Cow Beauty and the Beast so far. Yeah. They're like, what can we? how can we do this but on a smaller scale for those other well, movies that are good, that have a fan following, that uh, we could also tap into? I, I think that is kind of the progression of that because just with how media is changing, I mean... Within seven years, you know, we've already gotten Blu-ray, now we're in 4K. Digital's still a thing that, hey, people buy their movies digitally. So I think just re-releasing updated versions of movies is probably the current cash cow, because now, whenever the next form of media comes out, whether, you know, Blu-ray Plus or whatever they'll be able to release those movies plus the original movies on that one. And now, boom, you got two cash cows. But, yeah, I'd still just like a true sequel instead of just a made-for-cable-TV movie. I think they wrapped it up up pretty much with a good bow there. So what's the sequel story? Like, I could understand if uh, Winifred, like if her statue was still there, but it explodes at the end of the movie. So what would you do? Like, what would be the story? Opens its eye. Hmm? What's that, Chris? Uh, well, at the end of the movie, the the book's still there, and it opens oh. its eye. So the book still exists. So there could be spells to actually bring them back. From but it could dust? be other witches. Ooh. No, it's, they, they could find a way. I mean, they could bullshit something up. So you're saying the book? The they... secret's the book. Mm. That's. But you can't bring Binks back as what? Do you bring him back as a force ghost? Yeah, I mean, he he walked away at the end with his sister. Both of them ghosts. Yeah, yeah. So you, you could force ghost. So 
That's what I call Approved. full apparitions. Who knows? Maybe something happens and the when the the Sanderson sisters come back, his soul's tied to theirs, and like he gets dragged back too. You never know. That's true. You got to have a talking black cat in it, though. Exactly. Like if you don't have that, and that's then key. You can't bring those kids back. He's probably good. I don't think they're doing anything. I don't think they're doing anything. Oh, what, if, what if they they bring them back and like they're older, like they've aged in real time? We Star Wars Force Awakens this, and the Sanderson sisters are back, and now they have kids. They have to to help beat the witches. Mm. The kids, Marty. I'm talking about your kids. See, this thing writes itself. Sure. Get on it, Disney. Get on Disney. What else? There's got to be something else you do for. For Halloween. Uh, you know what? I, I This year it's on a Tuesday, so it's kind of lackluster. I do enjoy getting a costume together. Usually it's half-baked and half-well-executed. And this year I'm settling for nothing less. So, uh, you know, I'm going to dress up like a skeleton cowboy, because for whatever reason, for the past couple days, I've had uh, Ghost Rider in the sky. Uh, the Ghost Riders in the sky, uh... Stuck in my head, the old Johnny Cash song, and I'm like, yeah, I'll be a skeleton cowboy. That'd be fun. You know, some cheap face paint, a, t- a, uh, a skeleton t-shirt, maybe a flannel shirt over top, and some jeans. Boom. Skeleton cowboy. Ready to rock and roll. A cowboy hat. Yeah, I'm not going to invest in a cowboy hat. <laughs> Go get one from, uh, from the spirit. I think I can pull off the cowboy charm without it. <laughs> I'll rustle up a belt. And maybe there you go. You and then I can wear my six-shooter Nerf, Nerf gun on my belt. That'll, that'll really sell it. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah. Uh, much like I'm putting together a costume from stuff that I just have laying around. Uh, I was going to just go with Freddie McFly from Back to the Future. I just need to get a red bubble vest. Because, I mean, I have jeans. I have a plaid shirt. I have a denim like, jacket to wear. Uh, I have a red t-shirt that I can wear under the shirt. And I've actually looked it up on the Red bubble vest, they're super cheap at Sears or Walmart. I just need to make the effort to go to the Sears or Walmart to pick one up for like 12 bucks. And then, boom, costume done. Nice. But, uh, Chris, there's one thing that you need for Marty McFly, and that is the power. That's the power of love. Do you feel it? Oh, man, that's heavy. (laughs) Do you feel the power of love? Uh, Fun, I mean, not really, like, random fact, because I feel people know this now, but my birthday, October 21st, is actually Back to the Future Day. No. November November fifth. Well, November fifth, but October twenty first is the day. Uh, oh, the day he leaves for the they the depart, past, yeah. and he goes back to November fifth, nineteen fifty five. Yeah. Okay, but he leaves on October first, nineteen eighty five. Oh, he leaves when? October twenty first, nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Okay. And they go back to November 5th, 1955. Ah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's two Star Wars days, you say. <laughs> the arrival, the departure date and the arrival date. Yes, basically. 
Very important to know. It's a time machine. Time machines, man. You're allowed to. So, there's... So we talked about what we talked... How about television shows, Chris? Is there any... Like, we talked about movies that we like watching. We all picked... We both picked one. Is there an episode on television that you go back to every year to watch? Or a, ser- a series from television that you go back to uh, There's actually a couple. I know in the pre-show stuff, I kind of mentioned a more recent one with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where for every season they've done a special Halloween episode. But something that I've actually gone back even longer and rewatched is actually Buffy the Vampire Slayer, because oh. they've done Halloween episodes, too. Uh, nice. And those are always a lot of fun, which I don't know if you've seen any of those. I, ones, I know the one where toe. they accidentally like got transformed into the, char- the characters of the costumes they were wearing. Like, yes. Xander becomes an actual military guy. Yeah, that was the the first Halloween episode they did. And then, like, there's callbacks to it later. He's like, yeah, remember last Halloween when I got turned into a military guy? Yeah, he, he retains the, the knowledge. <laughs> it's like, what? You know how to fire a bazooka? Yeah, last Halloween. Yeah. I'm sorry, Chris, you were saying something? Uh, like, we both talked at the same time. Oh, no, uh, yeah, he... He retains that uh, that knowledge for the whole series. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they do other like in the following season they have another Halloween episode where like people dress up as stuff to be prepared for Halloween just in case they get turned into their costumes again. Oh really? Uh, yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's clever. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do they dress up as in the? And that that following one to prepare just in case. Uh, Buffy dresses as Red Riding Hood, but she has a gun, like a machine gun, in her in her basket. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's a fun episode. Um, one of the best things about Buffy the Vampire Slayer is that they had the overarching story to each season, but then some of those one-off episodes were so great. Whether it was something like Halloween or Once More the Feeling later on down the line. Uh, the single Wait, shot which, episode. Which one's once of, more with feeling? Is that the musical? Once, yeah, that's the musical one. Okay. And then, like, uh, Conversations with Dead People is another kind of standalone episode that really just sold the show as a whole. Which one is the one where it's completely silent? Hush. Hush. I heard that one was really good. Yeah. Uh, again, even if you don't watch the show, I think those are episodes definitely to check out so I have the hiccups <clears throat> and hey I think that's all on Netflix or Hulu it's one of the two so check those ones out well if you're if you've never watched uh, talking about those kind of episodes that are one-offs that you should watch near Halloween uh, Doctor Who has one and it's uh, don't blink or no it's just called blink yeah that one with David Tennant with weeping angel your introduction to the weeping angels it's, I think, the quintessential Doctor Who episode. I, I would agree. So uh, that's yeah. the episode that I show to people to be like, oh, you've never seen Doctor Who? Okay, check this one out. It's the episode with the least amount of Doctor Who in it. <laughs> but I, it works still. It's so good. And it's creepy and scary. And then you're thinking about those weeping angels. And I think they're, 
they are an amazing anytime I see anybody cosplaying as a weeping angel or dressed up like a weeping angel I'm so impressed because uh, that is hard to pull off that like stone look but still be able to move yeah uh, I, I would go with that but uh, the actual series that I go to and actually watch their Halloween episodes there's only really two good ones but I enjoy them is that 70s show Really? Yeah, they do one whole episode. Uh, I think it's their first Halloween episode that they do. They just do riffs on all the uh, Hitchcock movies, the old oh. Alfred Hitchcock movies. See, I've seen a lot of that 70s show, but it was never a show that I actually sat down to watch. So it was kind of one of those things that if I saw it on TV and reruns, I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I know this is a, it's a good entertaining show. So I would just catch it here and there. I enjoy. I enjoyed most of it. I've, I think I've seen. I haven't seen after like Eric leaves, like those really later seasons. Um, but I enjoyed it, and those those are the two episodes that I always go back to watch to every year. Like I haven't sat down and watched the series. It was back when I was living at the apartment, like alone, and I was looking for stuff to watch. And I'm like, oh, people say that seventy show is really good. And so I started watching it, and I think that's when I got most through most of it during the three months that I lived alone before I got married. Uh, mm-hmm. But those uh, those Halloween episodes, the one they do a send off of the Burbs, uh, of Vertigo, of uh, Rearview Mirror, um, North Bar and Northwest, like they got like all the Hitchcock movies thrown into one. Oh, and there's also, of course, the shower scene for Psycho thrown in there. Um, that one's really good. And then they do another episode. And I think it's their second Halloween episode. I might have them reversed. But uh, where they like go back and visit their burned-down elementary school and find their permanent records. <laughs> that didn't burn down and it tears the group apart. But it's you know it's cute it's fun if you have any inkling about enjoying those characters because you kind of have to enjoy at least Eric Donna. Uh, I always liked Hyde. Hyde, oh Hyde's great. Um, who? What are the other characters? Kelso. Kelso. I'm, I'm blanking on Fez. Yep. And the the other girl. Mm-hmm. I don't remember her name. Yeah, not. The one that's not Jackie. Donna. Jackie, there you. Yeah. See, you're a fan. If you see have, I've seen. I've seen a bunch of them. If you're, a, if you can name those out characters, you should go back and watch <laughs> those Halloween episodes. They're great. Uh, it's something else I actually really like for Halloween that I haven't done yet this year, and I was going to go grocery shopping after we figured uh, figured out this episode. But I love getting the General Mills Halloween cereals: your Count Chocula, Booberry, Frankenberry. Uh, they did Fruit Brute and Yummy Yummy again a couple years ago. Something about those always just says Halloween to me. And I don't go buy breakfast cereal ever. I don't eat it that often. But Halloween's the one time of year where I go out and do that. I, I've i been eating cereal more and more uh, lately just because it's easy for breakfast. You know, just five minutes and you're done. And, uh, but man... I, I skipped those those cereals this year. Ooh, it's it's probably not too late. No, uh, something thing- else that's really cool. They started doing 
like granola bars with those cereals too. I've seen those at Target. Okay, I might do the cereal. It's like a cereal bar, but it's done with Frankenberrier Count Chocula. I might do that, and I might do Count Chocula because that's you know chocolate. That's that's my go-to. Yeah, because the blueberry and Frankenberry, like they're good for the first bowl, but man, they get stale quick. Yeah, they they do. And, and they do. Those cereals, like, after you open up, you need to eat them because they don't last very long in the bag. I'm sorry, about five days in a row of that cereal. I'm kind of, like, I kind of get tired of it before. Well, see, the thing is, I usually box. buy a box of each, and then I just rotate through them. Yeah, but as soon as you open it, you got countdown timer on that, man. Like, Yeah, I but I eat big bowls all. of cereal. I'm a growing boy. <laughs> That's true. I can't get I love me some food. I can't get through my one of those boxes, and that's why I'm skipping it this year. Like, but mm. I agree, they are good. I'm always happy to see them out on shelves, and I think about it, and I'm like, you know what? I wish they made, I wish they made a little, uh, you know, those individual bowls, plastic cups. Yeah, with, that'd with be cool. Drop lids. Release, you know, a pack of those, you know, with one of each in the pack. Well, and I don't think they've it. done this since then, but remember a couple of years ago where they actually redesigned the monsters, but they were done by... Comic book characters? Uh, comic book artists? Yeah, comic book creators. It was like J.G. Jones, Jim Lee, and Dave Johnson redid them. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it wasn't J.G. Jones. It was uh, Terry Dodson. That's who it was. Dodson. We got Dodson, Dodson. here. But uh, I don't. I didn't think they looked all that different, honestly. <laughs> No, I, was, I mean, it was more than just, like, them drawing the characters, but... Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently you can like Monster Serials on Facebook. <laughs> like. Oh, you can like them. Oh, yeah. It's the best time of year. It is. It's... All right, well, I started off with junk food. It seems like you've ended it with junk food. <laughs> so, uh, that's... That's an odd episode, everybody. That is an odd episode. Uh, we we do these anytime that uh, it's been a while since we recorded, and we feel bad that we haven't recorded an episode in a while, and we hope that you enjoy listening to us ramble on, because that's all it is. We invite you to the table to listen into two friends talking. And uh, if you like what we do, please show us that you like it by liking it on our Facebook. Yeah, I like it. I felt like it. Check out the show notes for this episode and past episodes over at bagnaboard.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at bagnaboard and find us on Instagram under the same title, even though I don't think we've Instagrammed. In no, I've been really bad about that. Quite a while. Not, but hey, you know what? It's okay. Hey, we can Just let us, know, let us know you're listening. Make sure you rate and review us over on the iTunes mm-hmm. or the podcatcher of your choice, whether it's... Stitcher. iTunes or Stitcher, because I think those are the two we're on. I don't know if we're on Google Play or anything anymore. Yeah, we're, I think we're on we're on Google Play. I don't. Cool. I don't know. If, I think we're still on the Zoom Marketplace because you know Star Lord listens to us there. <laughs> yeah, Star Lord's got a Zoom. I'll check us out. I'm hoping we like the we like the same stuff. I'm hoping that I get we get a really big bump <laughs> from, <laughs> from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. 